for who he is. Amen. Hallelujah. I thank him. I thank him. I thank him. I thank him. I thank him for every breath, every step. Hmm. Mm. Even for the opportunity just to open my mouth. Hmm. I thank him. I thank him. I thank him. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 We'd like to say good morning to everyone and to all those that are present and all of those that are listening on our li- online, our community online, and we just thank and praise God for your presence this morning. We won't be before you long. We've had a very trying night. My husband, Dr. Manley's not here. He is, his back has gone out and he's been in pain all night and we've been up and down all night long. Amen. But nevertheless, we still have to come and praise God. Amen. Still have to give him praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Still have to come and give him praise. We're going to, this morning, invite your attention, and we're going to start in the book of 2 Timothy. The book of 2 Timothy, chapter number 3. 2 Timothy, chapter number 3. I want to tell you all how we got here in this with this particular text, and it's very crucial that we hear and we listen and we take in. I think it was Thursday morning, maybe 5, 5.30, I had a dream, very unusual dream, very unusual. I'm one that when the Lord gives a dream to us, I, I, I listen, I take heed because they come to pass. And so I don't want to miss anything that God is saying to us in this day and hour. Amen. And in this dream, I don't know exactly where I was, but I do know that there were people that was there. And as we were coming out of the location where we were, I heard this lady, and she was a white lady, and, and she was saying, do you not know or have you heard there is going to be a currency change? She said, do you not know that there is going to be a currency change? And then at the end of the dream, I recall that I was going to take the money that I had to save to give to this gentleman because he was like always back in my day and time, we, we had a pastor where we would take our money and put it in the envelope with our name and we would give it to him and we would put it in a safe. And every time I tried to get to him to give him my money, I couldn't get to him. There was always somebody there that interrupted us. And so the last time I tried to give my money to him, I heard this voice very vivid and very strong. And it said, hold on to your money. It said, hold on to your money. The two things that stuck out in the dream was a currency change and the ending of hold on to your money. And as I pondered and and it troubled my spirit all day Thursday, all day Friday, over into Saturday, even today, and it it, it stuck with me. I, I just, I kept questioning the Lord, asking the Lord, what did he mean? And the first person, and and about... (laughs) I don't know who gets up as early as I do. I I might be up at 4.30 in the morning. It might be 5 o'clock in the morning. I don't know. But it was about 6.30, quarter to 7. I was like, Lord, who can I call? Who can give me an interpretation of this dream? So the first person I thought about was my son-in-law because he always dig. He always does research on things. But I said, well, it's too early. They're not awake. So I had another friend that's a very spiritual friend, and I said, well, maybe I can call her. And maybe we can talk about it and and see what she's getting from the dream. I text her, and I call my son-in-law, and and my daughter said, well, well, he's asleep. And I said, okay, I said, have a dream. 
It's okay. So I hung up, and, and, and then the, my, my spiritual friend that I text, uh, she responded back to me. She called me immediately. And we began to talk about this currency change, currency change. I have another friend that when I shared it with her, she began to, t- began to research, and she discovered that in the upcoming month or months, it's probably an upcoming month, that Amazon will begin receiving crypto coins, which are digital coins. It's digital. In other words, the, the, your, your, your dollar bill that you have, that paper bill, um, now that you can use something else instead of that. And as I spoke with my son-in-law, he, he, he began to tell me different things about this, this coin exchange and what was going to happen with, with the dollar bill and when it's going to lose, lose its value. And so I, I didn't stop there because I want to know, I said, Lord, if I got any coins at all, I want to make sure that I don't lose anything because I remember part of the dream says, hold on to what you have. So I call a good friend of mine, and, and in fact, he is a millionaire. He, he's, he is a millionaire. His, his insurance company is the number two in the nation. And this is the second time I've called him. Most times when you call him, you can't get him because he's so busy. So I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, if this is of you and I'm to speak with him, I need for him to answer the phone. And me being, for whatever reason, got caught up in doubt. And I said, now, Lord, I'm sure Brad is not going to answer that phone. But just as soon as I dial the phone, Brad answers the phone. And I began to share with him the dream, and he immediately knew about the currency change. He said to me, he said, we've already converted 5% of our money uh, into this uh, digital uh, dollar, digital, digital currency. And he said, you can't ignore it because they're trying to push it. And what the Lord brought to my memory, and I'm sure once I say it, it will be brought to your memory, how at one point they used to tell us that there was a coin shortage. You go to the store and they would ask you if you had any change, okay? That was a, 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 a coin shortage. And so in order for that, that, that currency or that digital coin to come into play, there has to be a coin shortage or they have to do away with the coins, okay? And so this is what led me to where we're going to begin today. You've got to remember now, two things God said do. Hold on to your money. I, I, I'm not sure why. Or hold, maybe he meant hold on to some other part of it. I'm not sure. But he did say there was a, going to be a currency change. The, one time the Lord spoke to me present here, and I think Dr. Manley was, was speaking, and I was sitting on the very last row, and I heard the Lord say there were going to be a change in headship. And I shared it with the church. I mean, that Sunday I got up from there, and when I came up here, I began to share with the people. I said, I heard the Lord say there was going to be a change in headship. This was the time when everybody felt like President Trump was going to be the one to win the election. So I began to tell the people, no, 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 God said there is going to be a change in headship. So I don't ignore what God says or what God uh, gives to me or drop in my spirit or he allows me to have in a dream. Currency, there is going to be a change in currency. It's very important that you hear it. I know for some people, they like, well, that, don't, that, that does not involve me. Well, when that time comes and you don't have what you need to have because we fail to listen and respond to God, then we can't look at anybody else. Amen? All I can do is pass on what God has shown. So let's go now to the book of 2 Timothy chapter number 3. That is how I got here from the dream. We're going to talk about the last days, the latter days, and the end of time. The last days, latter days, and the end of time. Second Timothy chapter number 3. Are we there? It says now, it says, This know also 
that in the, what kind of days? The last days, perilous times shall come. Difficult times. Difficult times. Difficult times. These difficult times will not become, will not come because of uh, calamities or uh, the inflation or the lack of trade or not any reason of things that we see, but the difficult days that we will experience or have experienced, it will be because of the wickedness of man. It will be because of the wickedness of man. These, these dangerous times, these difficult days, those, those things that we've been experiencing and, and back in, in, in Timothy's days, those things, he, he begins to release a prophecy. What we, what we are experiencing, even inflation, even the, the, the scarcity of food and all of this, it comes because of the wickedness of the heart of man. It's not because there's such a shortage or, 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 or the, the, the earth and, 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 and the earthquakes and everything that's happened and the fires. It has something to do with man, these perilous, difficult days. And look at the condition of man, and then we will be able to understand about these last days. Verse number 2 says, we're talking about the condition of man right here. Verse 2 in 2 Timothy chapter number 3, it says, For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Verse 3 says, Without natural affection, Truce breakers, false accusers, incontent, incontent, it means out of control, fears, despisers of those that are good. Verse 4 said they are traitors, they will be traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than the lovers of God. This in these last days are the condition of man, the condition of of the heart of man. Is not man lovers of themselves more than lovers of God? It's all about me, my, and I. They're lovers of themselves. They're proud. They're boastful. They, they got an ego. Talking about man now. Hmm. Disobedient to parents. Do we not? Have we not been witnessing that? Where children are disobedient to their parents? I mean, just, just, just recently on the news, they talk about how a, a man killed his own mother, set her on fire, set the house on fire. I mean, out of control. Man is out of control. They high-minded, high-minded. And verse 5 is a key verse in 2 Timothy Chapter number five, it says they will be having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Isn't that not interesting? God tells us to turn away from those that have a, a form of godliness. They appear to be godly. But they are not godly. They just have a form, a form of godliness. And when you have a form of godliness, you don't have any power. Amen. When you got a form, when you have, you put on this pretense, I call them stage players. When, when you become a stage player in, in the kingdom, then what happens is you do not have any power. And we wonder why we can't change things or make things happen. Talking about the condition of man in the last day. Now, I want us to go to the book of Isaiah. We, I want to make sure we follow the scriptures. Talking about last days. Last days. 
the book of Isaiah, chapter number two. How do we know that we have been in the last days, not so much approaching, because some of these things were prophesied long, long time ago. Look at Isaiah chapter number two. Are we there? It says in verse number two, now you stay with me because we're going to go spiritual. Amen. You got, you got to go up. You, can't, you, got to, you got to go up. Now you can't stay on that surface, surface teaching, okay? Now verse number two in chapter number two in the book of Isaiah says, And it shall come to pass in the who days? The last days. That the mounting of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it. Now, what, what, what is he saying here? When, when, when you deal with that word mountain there, it's not a physical mountain that we see. In the spirit realm, the word mountain there, as far as in the last days, it means that an exalted state of mind. In the last days, you will see an exalted state of mind. We talk about spirituality now. An exalted state of mind. And then it goes on to say in verse 2, he says, that the mounting of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains. Well, what does that mean, in the top of the mountain? The Lord says what that means in that last day, that, that people will begin to reach the top, meaning the height of their spirituality. You, you, the, in the elevated part of the mind, you'll be reaching the top. Of your spirituality. In other words, you won't still be on surface teaching. Because something will be different on the inside of you. You're going to desire more. See, a mountain is an elevated place. A mountain is an elevated place. But then it goes on and it begins to talk about, it says in verse number 2, the latter part of 2 says, And shall be exalted above the hills. And I said, now, Lord, well, what are you talking about? You, first you said and the mountain that we would be in an exalted state of mind to be elevated, be at the height of our spirituality. But then you began to deal with the hills. And, I said, and as, as I was walking and thinking about the word hills, and I'm like, Lord, what are you saying here? And by the time I got to my kitchen, I heard this word in the spirit. It said, transitory. I said, what are you talking about, God? Transitory. Transit. Well, what are you saying, God? And God said, as we go up and that, to reach that height of our spirituality, we will come to a place called the hills. And that hill is not a and not a permanent place, not a temporarily place. And what it is, it's a place where we're going to temporarily go through because we're trying to reach somewhere. And because it is not permanent, see, if you're in, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. If you're in a stagnant place right now in God, God said that's just temporal. That's just a temporary place where you are. Because you're trying to, to reach the height of your spirituality. So you will, we will begin to experience people that are at the height of their spirituality. Now stay with me. Stay with me. Now stay with me because we're talking about the last days. Now verse number three says this. And many people shall go and say, come ye and let us go up. To the mountain of the Lord. That would be an invitation to call people to come up higher in that spirituality, in that revelatory knowledge for God. That would be a call. That's going to be an invitation. Okay? It's, and many people shall, shall go and say, Come ye and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. Watch this. And he will, he will teach us of all of his ways. And we will walk in his path, for out of Zion shall go forth the law 
and the word of the Lord. So in the last days, what the Lord is also saying here, that, that there will be people that, uh, that has reached that, that level of anointing and revelatory knowledge, and they will give you an invitation to come up where they are. Amen? And, and there it says, the Lord, he will teach us of his ways. See, right now we're learning a lot of things where man is teaching us his ways, not God's ways. But, but, but here, it's, the Bible says in those last days when we reach that, that place of spirituality, the height of it, then you will be at a place where God will begin to teach you his ways. Because, see, his ways are not like our ways. And our ways are not like his ways. Amen. So, so what he's saying to us now, he said, now, you're going to get that invitation. He will even teach us how to walk. You know, it's like in today's society with everything going on, you're going to have to know what path to take. Amen. You, you can't just follow any and everybody. Amen. But see, you've got to listen to the voice of God. That's why it's so imperative that we sit and we spend time with God for direction. Because, see, that's what the Bible, that's what the, the prophets had to do in, in those last days, in those, those days and things that was going to be prophesied. That we have to, and they did, sit and listen to the Lord. See, it's very important for us to know the Word of God. Because after a while, just like that currency change, where there's going to be a substitution Gonna deliver this word, amen. Amen. Gonna deliver this word, amen. Amen. I'm, gonna, I'm not going home with it, amen. I'm not going home with it, amen. I'm not going home with it because the same way there's going to be a currency change where it's going to be a digital dollar, you will rest assured. Think about it. How many of us use this now? The book called Bible, technology, a digital change. You got it on your phone. Amen. See, you got to, you, you're going to have to listen. You got to be wise now to see what's happening in our world. See, see, the devil is very shrewd. He, he brings things in very slowly and, and make it think it's to our advantage. Amen. But, but, but we're going to have to look and see, okay, God, I need you to teach me. I need you to teach me as you drop things to me, as you give things to me, as you bring forth revelatory knowledge to those God has called. See, those are those sleeping giants. Amen. He's going to begin to speak. Now, we're going to be at a point where we have to know and be able to know the voice of God. Allow him to teach us. And don't be afraid of what he says. And don't be afraid to deliver what he says. Now, some people think, well, that girl is crazy up there. She tell my Lord to speak to her about currency change, and there's going to be a currency change. You know, the last time God spoke to me about money, I had some money in a safe deposit box in the, at the bank. And I found out you ain't supposed to do that. Amen. <laughs> Two weeks before they close the door to the bank where you, where you have to go through the drive through the Lord spoke to me. He said, get that money out of there. Get it out of that safe deposit box. I obeyed God. I didn't, didn't know why he told me that. But two weeks later, I could not go into the bank at all because of COVID. See, this is why you got to learn to listen and follow through on the word of God. Now, you can rest assured, I did what few coins I had in there. I took it out. So to be able to go out and, and, and buy and sell the way I needed to, I had to remove that cash money out of that box. So we've got to understand that we've got to hear what God is saying. Amen. 
Whenever the devil want to interrupt, the devil is a lie. He can forget that because it's coming forth. <laughs> okay? It's coming forth. Amen? Now, the next place we want to go to, because we're already teaching ministry. I want you to, to get this. We're going to go to the book of Acts, chapter number 2. Still talking about these last days. Still talking about the last days. The last days. We already understand it's going to be difficult days, or has been difficult days. The condition of man's heart will change. We will enter into an exalted state of mind and spirituality. And then in Acts chapter number 2, looking at verse number 17 and 18. 17 and 18. Are we there? It says, and it shall come to pass in the what kind of days? Last days. Saith who? Saith God. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams and verse number 18 says and on my servants and on my handmaidens i will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy so god said in the last day that will be an outpouring of the spirit an outpouring of the spirit and then from the outpouring of the spirit it will produce visions and dreams so so when god began to to uh, 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 produce dreams it says the old man will dream dreams and a young man will dream will will have visions now you got to understand when God gives you a dream, you need to hold on to that dream and begin to seek God and ask God for the understanding of it. Amen. Because what God does is he began to teach us and tell us things before they happen. God told us what to do before COVID even came. Did he not? Amen. He told us to get the vitamins. Amen. And so what will we do? We got vitamins. But we didn't buy the vitamins. God provided the vitamins through someone else for free. Amen. Praise God. And he blessed, God blessed us. Amen. Even before food got to the point where it got too high as it is now, God began to tell us we need to store up, right? Even before all that started happening, God said we needed to store up food. And so we, some of us obeyed, right? And then some of us came around want to borrow from the next person that was obedient, right? Can I get an amen on that? Amen. 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 So there will come an outpouring of the Spirit. See, when you see, I'm, I am so amazed when I see God move in this place the way he moves. Because, see, God said he's going to pour out of, of his Spirit. See, you can tell when it's the Spirit of God and when man is being a stage player, right? Because, see, it's something about the Spirit of God. And it will awaken those things that's within us. It will awaken those things. Dream dreams. You, it may never happen to two years later. It may not happen to one year later. But one thing I do know, God is speaking. He's speaking. He is speaking. Now, let's go to the latter days. The latter days. Let's go to the book of Deuteronomy. Okay? Deuteronomy. Chapter number four. Talking about the latter, the latter days now. The latter days. The latter days. Deuteronomy chapter number four. Are we there? Okay. Watch what happens in the, the latter days. Hmm. Deuteronomy chapter number four. Going to deal with two verses from there. Deuteronomy chapter number four. Talking about the the latter days now. Latter days. Latter days. Deuteronomy chapter number 4, verse number 30. Are we there? It says, When thou art in tribulation, and all these things are come upon thee, even in the what? Latter days. If thou turn to the Lord thy God, and shall be obedient unto his voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Turn, turn, turn. When thou art in tribulation, 
when thou art in tribulation, trials. He says, in these latter days, if you turn to the Lord thy God and shall be obedient unto his voice, watch verse number 31 in Deuteronomy chapter number 4. 31 says, for the Lord thy God is a merciful God. He will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee, nor forget the covenant of thy fathers, which he sware unto them. Hmm. During time of tribulation, time of distress, time of sorrow, time of suffering, time of oppression, in the latter days we will experience, the latter days will be a time of tribulation, time of distress, time of suffering, time of oppression. But look what God says there when all this has come upon him in the latter days. He says, if thou would turn to the Lord thy God and be obedient unto his voice. See, oftentimes we continue in tribulations and it's because we're not obedient to the voice of God. Look at the scriptures. Look at the scriptures. He says, if thou would turn to the Lord thy God and shall be obedient unto his voice. During this latter, latter time, there will be times of tribulations. But if we turn to God, and verse 31 says that we will be able to receive his mercy. It says, it says for the Lord thy God is a merciful God. He will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee, nor forget the covenant of of thy fathers which he swear unto him, unto them. God says not only in the latter time will be times of tribulation, but it will also be a time of repentance. How many people are repenting today? The opportunity will be there. In the latter time, the opportunity for repentance will be there if man chooses to repent. The opportunity will be there in the latter time. In these latter days, when you're you're going through your difficult times, when you're going through distress and sorrow and you're being oppressed, he said, all you've got to do is turn to me. Most people turn away from God rather than turning to God. Amen. Even we all, if we think about our own lives, sometimes when we seem like we are so oppressed and we're going through so much, rather than turning to God, we turn away from God. And especially if we hit hard times. Hard times coming. Hard times. Hard times coming. But what will we do when hard times come? Will we remember What God says, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's what the word of God says. He said, I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. He says, I am a merciful God. All you have to do is come back to me. You see, that's the problem with with, with America. That's the problem with the entire universe, the entire world. We need to repent because we have turned away from God. But the answer is turning back to him so he can heal the land. We're sick, y'all. We're sick. Not only physical sick, but we are spiritually sick. In the latter days, tribulations, but an opportunity to repent. Mm, Thank you, Lord. And let's go on now. We're going to deal with the end time. Going to deal with the end time. Going to deal with the end time. Hmm. Whew, thank you, Holy Spirit. Wait, wait, wait. First, let's go to First Timothy chapter four. First Timothy, First Timothy chapter number four. Thank you, Holy Spirit. First Timothy chapter number four. One more thing in the latter days. We need, to, we need to deal with this. God gave it. I got to give it. First Timothy chapter number four. Are we there? 
First Timothy chapter four. Do we have it up on the board? On the screen. First Timothy chapter four, verse number one. Let's see what it says. It says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressively that in the what kind of times? Latter times, some shall depart from the what? Look around. Some will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Latter days, what God says, you're going to see people abandoning the faith. In other words, they're going to defect. They're going to be defecting from the kingdom of God. And they're going to be changing their citizenship from the citizenship of light, from the citizenship of the kingdom to the citizenship of darkness. Have you ever seen some people that you know that was on fire for God, no longer on fire for God? They've turned from their faith. They are abandoning their faith. See, these are the things that will be experienced in the latter, the latter days. They will be defecting from the kingdom of God. In other words, I don't want God no more. I don't want to have nothing to do with that. Got any friends like that? Got any? They're so confused. I mean, literally confused. No longer want a part of God. No longer want to reverence and, 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 and worship God. They, they, they are abandoning their faith. They're walking away. Oh, I can serve God at home. Sure. But are you faithful to it? See, that's the key. See, it's easy to tell that lie to yourself. But are you faithful to the kingdom of God when you're sitting at home? Are you, are you really doing all that you can? Are you spending the kind of time with God? Are you literally praying on your face before God for the people around you and for the world? See, the, if the Bible says they're going to give in to seducing spirits. They're going to follow the evil one. Church is not important anymore. It's irrelevant. We shouldn't, we shouldn't. I think there was one man said to someone that, uh, <laughs> I got kind of tickled, said the Bible was out of date. Excuse me, the Bible is never out of date. If anybody's out of date, it's us. The Bible is never out of date. They began to listen to all this other mess. But now let's, let's move on now. Let's move on to the end times. Let's go to the book of Daniel. The book of Daniel, chapter number, chapter number 12. Let's go to the book of Daniel. Mm, thank you, Holy Spirit. Daniel, chapter number 12. Talking about the... End time now. The end time. That was the last last days, the latter days. Now we're going to deal with the end of time. The end of time. Are we there? The book of Daniel, chapter number 12, verse number 4. It says, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words. And what he said, do to the book. Seal the book. Even to the time of the end. Now it says, many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Now, so often when we think about those words, many shall run to and fro, we think about people that's going to be running from place to place or church to church. That's not it. That's, that's not it. They will be pushing forward to know the truth. In these end times, there will be those people that have reached that, that, that height of their spirituality that is going to be running toward the truth, to know the truth. So you can't believe everything man tells you. That's why you got to be taught by God. Amen. Because man has a tendency to put a twist on the word. Can I get an amen? 
Man will twist that word to line, ooh, Holy Spirit, to line up with their own sins. They'll twist that word. They'll call that which is, is wrong good. And they'll call that which is bad good. See, see Dr. Manley always say if you got water, we got some children in the house, and, and, and you got water, okay, a glass of water. And if you, I'm going to use a nice word, if you urinate in that water, what do you have? Start with a P. You got that kind of water. Amen. So that water is contaminated. Man will contaminate the scriptures. That's what man will do. It will contaminate. But he says now, what's going to be happening in this end time, they are going to be running to and fro and they are going to be seeking for knowledge. And then the Bible says, in the latter part of verse 4, it says, and knowledge shall be increased. Knowledge, knowledge will be increased. Because, see, people are going to be so hungry for the word. That's why you're going to find people that have like-mindedness gathered together. Because they're hungry and they're thirsty for the word. Okay? Now, in ver- and I don't know if I put verse number 9 up, but verse number 9 in Daniel chapter number 12 says, And he said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. There are some things that will not be revealed. Back in those days, they were not revealed. They were secrets. Daniel was told, he was instructed, you need to seal this up until the end. There are some things that has not yet been released that is going to be released. There are some secrets of God that has not yet been released, but they are going to be released. And see, even though we can read it, but yet God told Daniel, don't give the interpretation of it. It's just like when Paul went up to the third heavens. And the Bible says he was given that thorn in his flesh. And the reason why was because of the abundance of revelation that he was given when he went up to that third heaven. It was to the place where the Bible says he could not alter. He could not speak. He could not release an interpretation of what he saw. See, that's how it's going to be in the end time. He says he's going to be closed up. Seal, but there's some beauty coming. There's some beauty coming. Now, let's go to Revelations chapter number 5. Revelation, we're almost done. Revelations chapter number 5. Revelations chapter number 5. Revelations chapter number 5. Are we there? Revelation chapter number 5, talking about the end time. Verse 1, Revelation chapter number 5. It says, John is speaking, he says, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne, what did he have in his hand? A book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. All right? Now, in Revelations Chapter number five, now the book shows up. The things that Daniel was not allowed to release and had to seal, now in Revelation chapter number five, in the end times, things are going to be opened up. Watch verse number two, Revelation chapter number five. It says, and I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book? And to loose the seals thereof. And verse 3 says, And no man in heaven, he, and no man in heaven, nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereupon. And then verse 4 says, And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book neither to look thereupon. Now, I'm going to read these last couple of verses here. Verse 5 says, 
And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David. He has, look at that word, he has prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. So that which was closed up, that which was sealed, and Daniel told not to release it, now Jesus Christ himself, he is the only one that's able, is worthy to open that book, to break those seals and release those hidden truths that we don't know yet. Christ is the only one to be able to do that. And then verse 6 says, And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb, as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes. What are the seven horns and the seven eyes? It tells us, Which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all of the earth. See, the seven spirits will begin to release all of this. And verse 7 says, And he came, and he took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. The only one that's able to, to release all of this knowledge, this hidden knowledge, all these secrets that's going to be taking place in the end time is Christ himself. He's the only one that can do it. For whatever reason, God says, close the book. They can't handle it. Some things God will not reveal, allow us to know now. There are some things about our own life. Because, see, if we would ever know all that was going to happen on our journey, some of us, including me, would not take the journey. Amen. Think about it. Everything you experience in life so far at your age, at your tender age, would you really want to go through all of that? Think about it. If there are some of the things that on, the, on your journey that you've experienced, would you really say, okay, God, I'm willing to walk out this journey? Or would you say, God, can you not change this a little bit? Do I really have to walk through this, God? Think if, if we're truthful. It, can I, amen. If we're truthful. Amen. Because there are some things in my life, truthful, I have rather not have gone through. Amen. But I do know it works experience. So, so some things I had to go through in order to grow spiritually. Do, did I like it? No. Do I like it? No. But do I have a choice? No. Because if I'm going to grow in God, then that means I got to go through what God wants me to go through. Amen. You, you, you got to do that. So in, in, in this intake, now here's the last scripture, last scripture. And I promise, the last scripture, Isaiah, chapter number 11. The book of Isaiah, chapter number 11. Isaiah, chapter number 11. And we're going to look at verse number... <sighs> Isaiah, chapter 11. Verse 11, chapter, I'm sorry, chapter 11, verse, yeah, verse number 9. Thank you, verse number 9. Are we there? Isaiah, chapter 11, verse number 9. Verse number 9 says, They should not hurt or destroy in all of my holy mountain. Watch the latter part of 9. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. You see, you remember we, said, we talked about how people, when they told me they were running to and fro, they're in search for the truth. See, God, in these end times, God will put a stirring in the hearts of man and a stirring in the hearts of mind. And what we will find, there will be people that will be gathered together that has a like mind because they are going to be in search of the knowledge of the Lord. In these end times, make sure whomever you are hanging out with, if I can put it that way, and you're spending time with, that their knowledge, spirituality of knowledge, is above what you have. 
Amen. You don't need somebody on the same level you on. Because you won't know nothing. You won't, you won't grasp nothing. You won't receive nothing. See, God always has someone that has a greater realm of knowledge, a higher revelation than you. Look at the Torah disciples. Look at Paul. Paul had a great revelation. Look where he went to. But he spent a lot of time by himself. He went through a whole lot. But he was given that gift of that type of revelation, of revelatory knowledge. So in these end times, we're going to see those sleeping giants that we talked about. They're going to wake up. And they will be in search for knowledge. The knowledge of God. Not this earthly knowledge, how to make two nickels and a dime. That, 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 that ain't worth a dime. The type of knowledge that you need for the end time is how do I advance in the kingdom and who I hear your Holy Spirit and reach eternal life. See, it's about eternal life. It's not about getting big houses and fancy cars and war clothes. No, it's about when you talk about the end time, that means you won't be long before God's going to show up. And he is want to know what his sheep look like. Will he say, well done, thy good and faithful servant, come on in? Will he say that? See, we've we got to begin to search, search, search for knowledge. Search for those hidden treasures. You've got to search. Can't be lazy. But God's going to have some job. And I can't wait. Because, see, I, I, oh, Holy Spirit, I want to be a student. I want to be a student to those that God has given that higher knowledge. I want to be a student. See, a student can learn. See, when the teacher is present, it's very important that the student listen. Very important. I want to be a student to those that God gives that type of revelatory knowledge to in these end times. Because it's going to be a word that's going to help me get on to eternal life. And that's where I'm trying to make it in. I'm trying to make it in to see my Jesus. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen for his word. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. 